the digital side hug is back. Becky Rubio, are you excited about this 30 Retreat Ideas in 30 Minutes podcast? Yes. Say that louder. Yes. Yeah, because first, I'm not even sure we could hear you. Um, yeah, so before we get started with that, I've got the guys uh, ready for an awesome podcast, but I wanted to make you aware of two things. Uh, don't forget that the Youth Cartels uh, Conference, the Summit, will be in Nashville in November. It is a great TED Talk style conference. We've spoken with Adam McLean, so you know the mission of the Youth Cartel. If you want more information on this, go to youthcartel.com. You will feel more like a contributor to the conference than a paying, you know, customer. I love it. Uh, Also, listeners to the Digital Side Hug, as well as my wife, uh, will be familiar with the National Conference on Youth Ministries. Becky and I have been going to this conference since 1998 together. Uh, for, for many years. Um, it's, I've had the honor of emceeing this conference for the last few years. It is awesome. Professional level training from nationally known youth ministry experts and theologians to help you dig into and wrestle with scripture. Uh, and it's my favorite thing is just connecting with other youth leaders uh, who get me and understand my heart and my passions and my struggles and, and our marriage, uh, me and Becky, Highlighted speakers and keynoters this year, Mark Iaconelli, Nadia Boltzweber, David Skidmore, Randy Harris, Sally Gary, Chris Seedman, and many, many more. It's in Colorado Springs, January 4th through the 7th, but the early bird rate, uh, registration rate, ends October 12th. Uh, so so you want to you wanna get on to ncym.org and register so you can save $55 on the cost of registration. Uh, that's for the National Conference on Youth Ministries. So uh, that was ncym.org for more info on that. And then if, if you're interested in the summit, youthcartel.com. And that's it. Becky, let's go to 30 retreat ideas in 30 minutes. We are in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and David Knox and I drove down from Nashville. We are once again in the office of David Skidmore. Knox, what do you think about Skidmore's office? It is it is overload of the senses, but in a really good way. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, this was actually my first time in this office. It's uh, we've we've recorded Skid, you and I one one podcast already in here, yeah. and this is a second. And we're hoping that at some point in the next few minutes, uh, or at least the next thirty, that Todd Lloyd will call in because this 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 this, this is the <laughs> I'm so excited. This is the second uh, episode, second edition of the Thirty Ideas in Thirty Minutes podcast. So we are going to give. We're going to call it Thirty for Thirty. <laughs> no, no, Thirty in Thirty. Oh, Thirty in Thirty. Uh, let's call it the, 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 the podcast. <laughs> Uh, 30 ideas in 30 minutes. And, uh, Skid, tell them, well, first of all, what were you going to say? I was going to make something right from the first time that we recorded in here. You asked me what my favorite episode of Lost was, my favorite moment of Lost. Yeah, that's right. And you gave us the wrong answer. Well, I gave you an answer <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was disappointing when I reflected upon it. And nobody remembers it, but my favorite moment of Lost was Desmond's phone call to Penny. Oh, yeah. From The Constant. That was my favorite moment. So much so that the ringtone for my wife when she calls me is the music that happens in that moment 
when yeah. she calls me. Except she's not on a on a ship in a in a time warp um, <laughs> on an right. island. Well, I'm glad we covered that. We we are going to once we start once the bell rings, it's 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, and hopefully Todd will call in again. Todd could not make it, but he's going to call in with some retreat ideas. Guys, we've all led retreats. And and youth ministers out there listening to this, you guys are probably scheduling, you know, or or getting ready for a retreat. Knox, you got a retreat coming up this weekend. Next weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Next weekend. Well, when this airs, it's coming up this weekend. <laughs> right. This is going to air in a few days. So, coming up this weekend for Knox, and we're just going to share 30 ideas. Anybody before we hit the belly, everybody ready to go? Any other preambles? Well, I am. One thing I'd like to say is that we but, but, we had to start. Oh. Okay, time for the first idea. I, I'm actually going to say with the first idea, I'm going to read this question from Morris Gregoire because it's a tradition on the show uh, to ask a question. I from, love I love Dr. Morris Gregoire. Yeah, he's fabulous. It's my favorite part of your podcast, next to your extremely slow lightning rounds. <laughs> That's my second favorite part of your show. Well, on the thirty ideas in thirty minutes, we don't have uh, I, 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 we don't have you know a lightning round of questions. But this question gives us an idea for a retreat. Okay. And the question is this: I fear for my life when I'm a passenger in a car and insert name is behind the wheel. I've never so, met him. No, we've only got 15 more seconds. And and you can't answer the question because I'm afraid of who you might say as your answer <laughs> no, to the you. question. But seriously, the idea is, before you put students in a vehicle, make sure that your, your drivers have everybody buckle up and know exactly how to drive well and safely. Okay, go. Skid. Uh, well, one of the things that uh, we like to do is a, a pre-retreat devotional. So I will send our students a devotional for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday leading up to the retreat. It'll give them a verse and a question all centered around our theme. So when they show up on Friday, they have thought about it for an entire week and we'll tweet out a reminder or uh, send out Facebook or text reminders and so they've been thinking about the thing for the entire week preparing themselves for it so when they show up on Friday they've, they've already spent some time thinking about it and this is all in print do you do yep, this yep. all digitally no we'll ma- yeah we'll mail out a copy to them or give it to them in class or you can also reinforce it with uh, social media okay and yeah. uh yeah. Do your students do this? Like how how many of them participate in this? I don't have yeah. um, you know uh Cybermetrics, but anecdotally, to, yeah, no, a lot of them will say, yeah, they they looked, you know, they 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 went through it That's, Monday, Tuesday. It's very that. short, uh, one verse, a question, something to think about. I'd love to know if anybody has decided not to go on. The, the bell retreat. is rung. Keep going. Okay, okay, here we go. Um, I wasn't going to do this first, but it kind of fits with what with what Skid just said. I like to do a retreat wrap up. Usually, the Wednesday night we get home from retreat. And it's also a time we usually use to write thank you cards and stuff like that to all of our chaperones who went with us on the retreat. But but it's a good time to also bring to, up to speed those who weren't on the retreat yeah. um, while we're all back together and say, hey, here's what we talked about. Here's what we've learned. Here's what I've been thinking about the last few days. And then spend time writing thank you cards and kind of ma- making sure we cross all our T's and dot all our I's and lowercase j's from the weekend. Because retreats can be a very, very special time where God brings together in a special way everybody that was there. <laughs> Students that weren't there, you know, could feel like they've missed out on something that you get a chance to bring them up to speed on. Uh, we're five seconds away from the bell, and I think I see somebody calling in. Uh, so go ahead in two seconds. Uh, Todd Lloyd, uh, Todd Lloyd, are you there? 
I am. Todd, hey, hey man, you're welcome to the podcast. Todd, you're on the clock. Uh, well, oh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, retreat. Uh, how about this one, a puppet retreat, where you uh, have the teams all make puppets. You talk about who's controlling them and uh, who are they controlling. Ooh. About uh, who's who's the hand inside the bag? Maybe you, they all can make bags and design them. We even had all the teams that we did a puppet show, puppet puppets of the last night. We all did puppet skits and we gave awards, kind of like the movie retreat deal. Going puppets. So the puppets. That that's a, it becomes a craft on your retreat as they design the puppet. Well, yeah, it's something they do at certain times during the retreat. And so I they, love the idea. That's awesome. Asking the question, who's who's in control? That's really good. Uh, now, Todd, I don't know how many minutes we've got yeah. you for. Do you, can you just fire off a few in a row? Well, yeah, I can try. I, I kind of thought about the uh, cannonball run idea. I did. I really like to do things where the kids get involved with making things, and and what we did one year is we get we had them all we gave them refrigerator boxes and they all had to make big race cars, and then they had to go from station to station on Saturday, which represented the life goals that we naturally think are things that we have to do in our lifetime in order for our life to be a success. The whole point of the retreat was not to measure our life by increments, but by the whole. And so it was like, don't live your life with a rat race or a cannonball run kind of thing, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So um, that was one. We've done the, uh, the the village is a great retreat idea to show the movie on the way to the, uh, the retreat center and then talk about how, uh, and then set it up. It can be eerie or creepy. And you talk about how uh, the, the relationship between Christianity and the world. Keep, keep going, uh, keep no going. reference point. So have you no reference point from what you guys have been talking about. But have you done any other anyway. M-, M. Night Shyamalan themed <laughs> retreats? <laughs> well, there's no, Unbreakable. You no, know, I, I don't. I have done a variant on it, Land of the Lost, where we focused on are you a slea stack, are you a uh, dinosaur, or are you a, uh, uh, and I can't think of the little um, uh, ape like creatures, but that's I, what. I, That's what we talked about because they all responded to the humans in a different way. Yeah. We talked about Paul's being all things to all people. Um, that was a good retreat. It was a caveman kind of deal. I'm, these are not, great, these, not a lot of Christian dinosaurs. These are sure. these are great ideas, I, but I'm still I, I'm still fixating on how much better. The Cannonball Run retreat would be if you, in fact, got Dom DeLuise to show up <laughs> in an ambulance. Yeah, or, or Roger Moore. Uh, that was actually one of the best Dom. retreats I've ever done. You should, you should match the people with the car they rode as an icebreaker. Who who drove this car? I think teens in 2015 would do really well so, on that quiz. Todd, was the, the Cannonball Run idea, which we got to move on, what, was that from the game Life? Like, did you use the L-I-F-E from the game Life as they drove around? No, we strictly used Cannibal Run and okay. had, like, each each goal in life represented a different city. A checkpoint, And I said, sure. okay, you're going to San Francisco, and then you're going to Nashville, and you're going to Dallas. Well, you, you, you're going to different things. You talked about making the cars, and it, made me, it immediately made me think of the of the game Life and exactly that. Yeah, you know, yeah. We judge our life according to how much money we've earned or whether we have this degree. Sure. I like that. That's really good. Do, that you, was, do, do you have another one for us, Todd? Concept. What now? Uh, do you have any more? No, or? you guys just move on. 
just move on. I've got plenty more, but I'm I'm in the middle of a cross country meet in uh, South Nashville. Okay, so. Todd, you, now right. you're cutting into my time, Todd. Hey, we love you. Thank you for calling in. Thanks, Todd. Todd Todd's got a right, long dude. way to go in a short time to get there. We love you, dude. I'm, right. I'm sorry. Right, I, was, I mixed my uh, Burt Reynolds movie references. <laughs> Okay, uh, I've only got 41 seconds for this seventh idea now. Um, and I'm going to say this. It is let teens take charge. Uh, so one thing that I began doing uh, after I visited Greater Atlanta Christian School, their leadership retreat, I loved what they did. They let students who put in the time before the retreat getting ready, as, as Skidmore mentioned earlier, uh, the students were the small group leaders. So small groups of eight students with two older students leading those groups. And then the, the, all the students got to watch adults being in an adult group that took the theme seriously. Uh, one of the things we often do uh, every, so, uh, every several years is you go and get one of those file boxes, like a bank box, a big cardboard box. They're white. They have, have lids. You have to assemble them. Uh, they're cardboard boxes. We fill them all up. Say we have 10 groups. We give 10 boxes. Fill them all up with a bunch of different items. Cans, yarn, pipe, plates, uh, straws. I mean, everything possible. And then have a have each of the groups build a sculpture or build a scene or a diorama or build a robot, anything that they want to with all the stuff. Um, get them working together, which is the goal of it. And then uh, give them prizes uh, you don't announce the categories ahead of time, but you'll uh, award points for the best use of the pie plate, or you'll use. Is somebody else going no. in? Oh, you'll use uh, the um, uh, give different prizes. The, the goal is to get them to build something, to share it with the group, and get them all working together as a group. I like I like that idea. Um, I have not done this idea yet, but when. You, when you hear this, or I will have done this maybe at our retreat coming up soon, um, this is the plan. Instead of bringing in a speaker or me doing all the speaking, we're going to do our, our lesson time TED Talk style. Um, and so I've got two different sessions, and at each session there are three different speakers that will speak for about 10 minutes apiece. And they're key volunteers with our youth group, some of our um, college students, a couple of them that are coming back to share with us. And so... There'll be a session on Saturday morning where there are three students or three speakers, a session on Saturday night where there are three speakers. And and they're they're exploring different parts of our theme that way, as opposed to one person who's sharing all the messages, lots of different voices hitting different aspects of our theme. What if you don't have three people in your church that are good speakers named Ted? Is that a is that <laughs> that's, an issue? that's not a prerequisite. Their name doesn't matter. Okay, I misunderstood. But. Um, yeah, that's it. We're, we're excited to see how that goes. It may, it may not be good, but excited. So one of the best things that I ever did on a retreat was, was to take the advice of someone else and do a lot of silence. And if you're a youth minister, I mean, every youth minister has done a retreat, incorporates solo time or quiet time in the morning or some you know, maybe it's 20 minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes, or maybe it's even an hour. But on a retreat, I, um, I'm i not a big quiet time guy personally. I, I'm, I'm an ADHD type guy that just, I really, silence is not easy for me to embrace. But on that retreat, we took four hours of our Saturday and, and we declared it completely off limits from speech to anyone but God. You had to be alone and you couldn't talk to another person uh, for four hours. And 
not only did I not hear one complaint, I, hear, I heard so many students say that was the highlight of the year. Well, uh, to, to add to that, you know, we do the solo time on our retreat at the beginning, and we used to just send them off for 30 minutes of solo time, then we'd come back and go about our day. Uh, a few years ago, we started incorporating solo time for about 30 minutes. When they hear the, the bell or the siren or whatever to call them back, before they come back, the, each person goes and gets with one other person. And you have a, a, a partner, and you share with them what you heard God say to you, what you read during your solo time, which gives students a chance to then explain and process and to practice teaching in a very safe way. This is what I heard, and they learn from somebody else. And then last year, we, we sounded a second alarm and had those two get with two other people that they did not know. So they have four going around and doing that together. Um, and it really built some unity. But the biggest thing is it allows students to take their quiet time and to be able to put into words so that somebody else can understand it. This is this is what I heard. So that was that was a cool thing to do. Um, sticking with kind of that theme, I, I feel like a lot of youth ministers are tempted to just plan every minute of the retreat or feel like you got to cram so many things into that 36 hours or whatever it is. And um, and and I've I just fig I've just learned our students are so busy, and one of the things they appreciate the most is free time and time to kind of do what they want to do. Um, and so I, I think it's important to make sure you have large chunks of time that are is free time or a day when you, you can sleep in. You know, you don't have to wake up and do breakfast at 7.30, but you could do brunch at 9.30 or, yeah. you know, find time yeah. to let them know this is a, a place to rest. At one of the facilities we go to, we have a rocking chair a rocking chair rule where they have to sit in the rocking chair for at least 30 minutes over the course of the weekend. Um, and, and that's a requirement. That's, but, that's very uh, man-in-a-hurry-ish from my favorite episode or second favorite episode of Andy Griffith, Just Slow Down. Yeah. Uh, that's a great... And, and that great. can be built into the retreat no matter what the theme is. All right, I'm going to say this is one of my ideas that I've not ever done, but I dream of it uh, doing this someday, and that is to have a Rich Mullins retreat. Not not about Rich Mullins, but about Jesus using the life and the words and the music, poetry uh, of Rich Mullins. One idea would just be to simply take his very last record, Mm -hmm. which was never, he never got a chance to record it, you know, professionally, but he went to a church and had Mm -hmm. a friend with him and there was a a tape recorder that they made these really raw recordings uh, and and every song had to do with the life of Jesus and it's called the Jesus Record. Mm -hmm. And to simply have a retreat called the Jesus Retreat where through the weekend you allow even through YouTube videos where Rich Rich, if you search Rich Mullins on YouTube he's going to say some powerful stuff about the, the life and heart of God and just take a retreat and learn about Jesus from one of the great saints of the 20th century. You know, when it comes to taking notes on a retreat, a lot of us will pass out, you know, just blank paper or you give a notebook or some sort of pamphlet, something that has all the schedule and stuff from the retreat. And that's fine. Um, But one time we did a retreat, the theme was Foursquare because there was a big Foursquare court at this uh, camp that a lot of teens like to play. And we talked about love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Those were the four squares. Well, we passed out, you'll see it, guys, that are in the office here right on the shelf over there. We passed out little four-square uh, playground balls, the little red, look like a little red kickball. And they, uh, they actually wrote the note on the kickball with a, red shar- uh, with a Sharpie. Um, and so everybody took home their own four-square ball. 
Uh, so whatever retreat you're doing, find an object where they can take notes on the object or a bookmark that looks like the object. Uh, find a creative way for them to take notes besides just in a journal. Uh, a lot of kids love to journal, um, but you know I, I see that kickball every day, and I can pick it up and look all around it and see the all the things from the from the weekend. That's awesome. Um, We're halfway there. Fifteen I, minutes. I think uh, something I would love to do sometime. I have not done this, but a a late night retreat. Uh, and what I mean by that is I, I love the Jimmy Fallon show. I, I, I've watched a lot of the Colbert show lately. Um, but a, a a theme that revolves around a late night talk show where maybe the set up front is a desk and you wear a suit all weekend, and it's and you're interviewing people. You're bringing in guests that you're interviewing and. And there's jokes. You play a lot of the, the games that are on the Jimmy Fallon show. I, I, I feel like whoever is working for him is a youth, youth minister. minister. Absolutely. I mean, those games are so perfect for youth ministry. But just something that, that feels and looks mm. like like a late night show. I, I think interviewing people would be a really fun way to call up these guests and and you do jokes and you do all the fun stuff. Um, how great would a, a how great way. would a youth ministry late night talk show be? Yeah. I mean, like like this. I mean, this this podcast is is essentially that. Yeah. But you would have to listen to it late at night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure whether this podcast will happen before Bethany Haley Williams. Uh, I've recorded a podcast with Bethany Haley Williams of Exile International. Uh, so I don't know whether this will be one pa- podcast to go or two. But Scott McKnight. Which I'm going to go ahead right now and recommend that you listen to before uh, before listening to this one. That's going to be <laughs> oh, really obviously. That's going to be really good. Or stop listening. Stop to listening this one now and, and go, go listen to that. Or one. if you're on if you're on David's retreat next weekend, listening <laughs> to this, stop the podcast now and listen to Bethany Haley. Call me and ask me about the TED talks. Ask me how. Okay, y'all have taken up all my time, so I'm saving this idea for the next one, and I'm going to give you a quicker one right now, which is skip a meal. Take a retreat. We've all probably done something like this, but just don't eat lunch. Have some snacks available, uh, and this probably needs to be a retreat where you do your own food, but don't buy food for lunch, and instead, as a youth group, say, we're not eating today, we're fasting, and we're praying for Exile International. We're donating our money to Exile International. Uh, we did a retreat years and years ago where every kid had a stick that they carried with them the entire weekend, um, just a small stick, and they didn't know why. They just carried the stick with them all weekend. Uh, and then at the uh, the last night of the retreat, we built a, a bonfire, as youth groups do, and everybody brought their stick and put it into the bonfire. And they realized then, hey, we are all a part of keeping this flame going. And then... Uh, overnight, when the fire died out, we had the little, you know, those, remember those 35 millimeter film canisters, which you cannot, they're like antiques now. Yeah. Um, but we had, little, awesome. we, we, yeah. had, we had little film canisters. We took the ashes from that fire and we gave every kid some ashes and we put the date of the retreat on it. And the point was, my stick is in there. David Knox, your stick is in that fire. Rubio, your stick is in there. But we can no longer separate it. We can't because we, we are a family. We are one. Um, and I still have uh, somewhere in this office is a little film canister full of uh, ashes from a, a campfire. We did a similar thing with um, all their CDs with explicit lyrics, and we threw them in the fire. I- I'm just joking. We did. We didn't do that. <laughs> um, but I might have when I was in high school. Um, I, I would just throw this out there: uh, a website that I have found that I really like that I've used a lot lately called the Youth Group Collective, YouthGroupCollective.com, and and they have lots of really great ideas for games and events. And, and great um, pictures that you can just pull straight off, you know, to be PowerPoint backgrounds or whatever it is. And, and they've got lots of fun ideas. 
um, that I've, I've gone to them lately. I just thought I would throw that idea out there. It's That's one great. of the newer websites I've seen lately that I really like the way they do things. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, but uh, but some great ideas there. Good. Any other? We got ten more seconds. Any other websites where people could go to get good ideas? Um, I mean, mentalfloss.com yeah, yeah, would be uh, a good one. TED Talks. I say watch a TED Talk a day. And you're going to have some great ideas. Okay. I was going to say this earlier, but I'll say it now. I've got a whole minute. Scott McKnight, on a podcast that I recorded just recently, it's already up and you can listen to it. He talks about his book, Fellowship of Difference, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-S. And he defines love in this really beautiful way and talks about how we, the church, should be able to love each other though we are different Mm -hmm. and though we don't agree. And maybe though we come from very different backgrounds or even think of one another, you know, as off base. And so I like this idea. I don't know. I don't know what it would look like, but to involve, first of all, involving parents in your retreat would be a beautiful thing. Um, And what if instead of having a speaker, um, you had two speakers, and and instead of having one message, you allowed those speakers to interact. Maybe it's a debate style message, you know, where your theme is is based on this idea of loving each other. I don't know. Uh, well, this isn't as deep as that. It's a great idea. One, another way to get kids interacting, and I've shared this idea at conferences for the past ten years, and a lot of people I'm sure listening have done this, um, and it didn't originate with me. But we assigned groups. Again, say you got six groups of teens. We gave them a box of props, and we told them to go. Uh, gave them a video camera. Go and make a movie. It's got to be no more than ten minutes long, or no more than seven minutes. You set the time, and you give them a style. You're going to make a news broadcast. You're going to make a soap opera. You're going to make a TV reality show. You're making a dream sequence you're making an action adventure and then uh, and then they, they they make the movie t- together they edit if they need to uh, technology today will allow them to do all kinds of great things you show the movies and then we got Oscar awards donated from a trophy shop where you can buy them cheaply and give away best actor best supporting actor best cinematography best use of an adult best death sequence make up some clever uh, um, categories and have your Oscar ceremony with a host and hostess and uh, have a lot of fun with that yeah um, I, I, I like that idea a lot. Um, similar to that, a murder mystery theme for your, the course of your weekend. Maybe not a murder mystery, but some sort of whodunit yeah. experience. Yeah, and yeah. you can buy those packet packages that are, you know, come with all the characters and ideas for how to make so that it's work. So if it's, if it's not a murder mystery, but a whodunit, yeah, what, yeah, what have they what done? They've done, they've, they've, they've they've done something, done but something not a little less, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> not as good, not as bad as murder. I don't know. Um, are, we, are, are we talking about tying this into yeah, this you, mystery, the idea for Colossians? Theme, yeah, yeah, some sort of mystery theme. Yeah, the, you know, the mystery of the Call gospel. Petty or, theft. Or, yeah, um, misdemeanor. Uh, but so we, <laughs> Miss who? <laughs> So you you cut just a way to create some excitement where they're act everybody's involved in acting this out and and telling this story that maybe unfolds over the course of the weekend. That's not a skit that you're watching, but everyone is involved in figuring out okay who is the person who did this. I that's think that would be interesting. Ironic, ironic you would say that because the idea I'm about to share is to have older students at the retreat or maybe it's adults you know otter creek our church we take tons of adults on our retreats and i know not every youth group does that i I would recommend it we take tons of parents and adults and maybe it's adults but maybe it's the senior class or the seniors and juniors somehow or maybe you maybe it's your youngest students this that could be really cool to have your sixth graders on the middle retreat middle school retreat memorize Mm -hmm. a book 
so that you take them and if there's 24 students in your senior class, you count up the verses in Colossians, for instance, and you divide it by 24 and challenge them to memorize it as the weekend goes along so that on Sunday morning or Saturday night or at some point during the weekend, they recite it for the rest of the group. And it's ironic that you would say this mystery from Colossians because that's what we did at a camp about 10 years ago or more than that at Impact. The counselors at that camp memorized it. It was a powerful, powerful thing. Um, <clears throat> we will often, uh, to, to scholarship students, um, we have uh, NBYG bucks, North Boulevard Youth Group bucks. We make up our own little bills that are worth $5, $10, $20. Uh, we'll hide them around the church. We'll tweet out a picture of where one is, where it's just enough where you can kind of tell where it is, but maybe you can't. And we'll say the first person to find this spot at the church and get this this uh, NBYG buck bill of $20, uh, it's essentially $20 off your retreat. So if the retreat's 60 bucks, you turn that in and you only pay 40 and you turn that in. Um, find clever ways to scholarship students. Um, and I don't know how other people out there handle, you know, retreat payment or scholarship, but you never want money to be a reason that somebody can't go. Um, uh, and so that's just a, one way we use social media to, to, to get students excited about getting to church, finding some place yeah. on the campus, and, and using it for their money. Um, David alluded to this earlier, but I, I think it, it's important to know that you need to have adults on your retreat. I think I think I feel like I should say this just because there are I've been on retreats with other churches when yeah. I've been severely surprised um, at how few adults were there with with the group and it's it's not just about safety stuff but it's about your students getting to see a picture of adults who are living out their faith and and I just think it's so important to make sure you have adults on, on a retreat as a middle school youth minister. If, if you take, and maybe even if you're not a middle school youth minister, you, you might have a middle school retreat. But I think it's important to have older high schoolers coming and serving as leaders on those trips. That's been one of the best things for us mm. is to have some of our juniors and seniors coming and being being leaders and, and treated like adults by the other adults on that trip. And that's a really special thing. And if your parents say, well, my little Johnny doesn't want me to come, tell little Johnny, your mom's not coming for you. You know, your mom's coming to be for for these others. They're not yeah. coming to be a parent. Um, okay, I'm going to say this one, and I think David Skidmore, you may have been the person that I saw do this first many years ago. I came to speak at a retreat uh, at a state park up in Tennessee. You were working in Knoxville at the time, and I sp I spoke. And after the first session, when I was done, you asked the audience, you know, did anybody hear anything that blessed them? Mm -hmm. And it did two things. Number one, <clears throat> it it really encouraged me. Mm -hmm. It just it just made me feel great um, that you would care enough to ask them that they would have listened well enough to be able to talk back about what they heard God say through me. But number two, you know, it it gave students uh, a you know a reason to listen you know carefully and b to put into words what God is saying to their lives. And other students hear their peers sharing what they heard, and a student that didn't listen is, you know, will be like, wow, they really listened. Uh, you know, people really exactly. listen, listen to that, and I should listen better. Yeah, it was great. Um, let me do a follow-up on that. I think both you guys have spoken at retreats uh, for our group before, and I think you will say that this has happened to you, at least I hope it has, 
we've started asking some of our student leaders uh, to take the speaker before mm-hmm. the session, uh, say, hey, go and find uh, Dinox and take him outside while we sing the first song and just two guys, two girls, three guys, three girls, whatever, and just go around and just pray uh, over the message and over him for each session. Yeah. Friday night, Saturday, Saturday you know, morning, Saturday night, and just pray for the speaker. Um, I don't know how people listening to the podcast you know, treat their speakers, but uh, again, you want to affirm them. Let kids after the retreat write notes as to what they remember the one takeaway was, and then just mail that so that they get uh, you know, 50 notes saying, this is what I heard you say. Um, that's beneficial but praying for the speaker and letting students pray for the speaker is big. Yeah, that, that it, was it's a been a blessing to me before on your retreats for sure. It's awesome. awesome it calls awesome. them to some spiritual leadership. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just had an idea and it just started to leave my brain. But as I'm talking, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to come right back. And it's and it's not. <laughs> well, I can go I, right I'm now. You jump in. All right, I've I, got 47 I, seconds left, and I would just say this is something I'm terrible at. I. I think that what I should do more of is talk to people that aren't like me about what I'm planning to do on the retreat. So for my entire career, we've done sports. And my whole career at Otter Creek, in fact, in honor of this point and our podcast, I wore a varsity kickball shirt. We play kickball on every retreat that I've ever done at Otter Creek. And my idea is vet the schedule and the activities by sharing them with somebody that isn't like you. So, so guys, you know, bring someone who has female, you know, in- intuition, who's able to see uh, what your girls are going to think about the schedule. Um, girls, ladies, do the same thing for the guys. If you're if you're a sports guy like me, let someone that isn't speak into that. So, um, did you think of yours, Dave? I'm still thinking. Okay, <laughs> um, we. Uh, We've opened several of our retreats, mainly middle school retreats, with a magazine scavenger hunt. They gather up a bunch of magazines. I'll call out categories for them to find, things for them to find, a school bus or a globe or a picture of a politician holding a baby or a, a map of the world, whatever. Uh, be as creative as you want and let kids rip that page out, run it up. Their team gets points if they find it. Um, and you can, I mean, the, the possibilities are limitless. The point is, as you go through the game, it gets easier because when you call them out, they remember having seen it on their search for the other items. So we Use that to say our search through the Word of God is the same way. The more you read it, the better, the quicker it is to find things. And when you're stuck and you're struggling, um, you will more easily find these things that that uh, that, that you, you you couldn't locate before. Uh, but it's a fun game. It's a lot of energy, but it leads to a great point. I love to find games that then lead to a so what. Um, I, when you're on a retreat, you do have a somewhat captive audience you know you're you've got your students with you for 36 hours or 48 hours and and one thing I love to do I as a junior high minister uh, I like forcing them to think about just the life skills and social skills that they need to be developing at, on top of their their you know developing their theology but um uh, but I, so I love forcing conversations. I, I love one-on-one time where I'm forcing students to sit one-on-one and have a conversation um, with each other and ask each other questions. Specifically, you know, letting them do that with boys, with boys, and then making boys and girls have to sit and have a conversation together, which they think is so terribly awkward. Yeah. Or making adults sit with students and have a conversation, or adults sit with other adults and have conversations, and and that just you get when you've got them for a long time, you get the chance to let them have these one-on-one conversations. And we are out of time. Any any final thoughts before we wrap up? 
Well, I would ask this. I think it's important to um, uh, bring something home from the retreat that your group can share together, whether it's an art piece or maybe you just frame your T-shirt. We frame all of our shirts, wrap them around a wood frame. Um, but, but you know, sometimes it's a painting that everybody signs. Sometimes it's a poster. Sometimes it is some other object. Uh, but you can walk around our youth space and literally walk through a chronology of the past 10 retreats. You know, there's when we did that, that's when we did that, and, and it helps them to remember. It's like the stack of stones in the Old Testament. Build altars, so to speak, uh, of these uh, of these moments together. Retreats are big. They are, yeah, absolutely, and that's the reason for this podcast. We all do them. They mean something. That was 31 ideas in 31 minutes, so you got a bonus there. Um, I, you know, you guys didn't hear about the Starbelly Sneetches idea? Uh, I, I wanted to talk about mealtime homilies. I mean, we, we didn't get to all the ideas, but it is time to go because we literally have to drive back to Nashville right now. So we're done. I'm starting the music. And David Skidmore, you know what this means. Get over here. <laughs> if anybody loves physical contact as much as I do, it's this guy. Oh, David Knox. Mm, this has been fun. Uh, we love you guys. Wish Todd could be uh, in, in, present in the flesh. Uh, final words? Final words? Youth pastors are out there. Dom, They're listening. Dom DeLuise. Cannonball Run. Uh, ValleyViewCamp.org. Uh, <laughs> we love you, and uh, we'll be excited to talk to you next time on the digital side of